Dennis Stewart, good afternoon. We missed you last week. You weren't here. I believe you, Dave. I believe you. You, were, you went up north, didn't you? I did. I was uh, away in Cairns, uh, visiting my son and attending to some business, and uh, hence I couldn't do the program. And uh, I really missed you, Dave. Oh, thank you. Well, you know that goes from my way, too. So, while you were away, you did a bit of research. I you did. were looking at how eating fish helps fight heart disease. Dave, listeners on this program have heard me for years extol the virtues of fish, the fish diet, and fish oils, particularly in relationship to inflammatory diseases, rheumatoid arthritis, etc. But today I'd like to talk about the relationship of fish, fish oils, to addressing cardiovascular disease. And whilst I was away, I refreshed myself on that topic from a book that I've used for years entitled Alternative Cures That Really Work by the healthcare professionals, Dr. David Hoffman, and Dr. Barry Fox, um, I'd like to put the uh, that book up on the uh, the, the website if yeah, we, we can, will. We will. because listeners might be interested in getting hold of this text, which validates a lot of alternative medicine. And there's a section in it dealing with cardiovascular disease, coronary heart disease in particular, and the way in which fish and omega three fatty acids found in fish have now been categorically shown to have a profound effect on resisting cardiovascular disease and even helping in the recovery from it. Good afternoon, Ron. You're with us from Chain Valley Bay. Is it an issue for dermatitis, is it? Yeah, mate. Yeah. Uh, G'day, Dennis. How are you? I'm well, Ron. Uh, How are you? Yeah, good. Okay. I, um, got, I got bitten by a spider, or I think it was a spider anyway, mm-hmm. on my hand there a couple of months ago, and uh, uh, I got all swelling and... and uh, Anyway, it's all on my hand, but yes. uh, it's all cleared up now. But Good. the uh, the rash is still still on my hand. Well, I wonder whether you had a cream or something that okay. I might have. Now you've had the uh, you've had the condition obviously looked at by your GP. Oh, definitely. Yeah, okay. I had antibiotics. Okay. Yeah. And, was it, was it a white uh, white tailed spider? Well, I don't know because I didn't see it because yeah. it was in yeah. the firewood. Yeah. So. Oh, okay, okay. So, so what you've been left with is 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 the residue of that episode. You've got uh, a residual dermatitis. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, have you used any creams on it up to this point? Uh, <clears throat> I used this cream that he prescribed to me, but uh, I've stopped using that because he said it thins the skin out. Okay, you know, that would that would uh, have been uh, a, that would have been a steroid cream, which is yeah, useful. Yeah. But your doctor is correct using using yeah. any cortisone or steroid based creams long term. There's a worry about the damage that it can have to to the yeah. skin. Look, what I would suggest you do is um, use a cream called the GA cream. GA now GA. I'll tell you a little story about this. GA stands for glycerotinic acid, which is the active principle or the chemical component derived from the herb licorice. And prior to the advent of, of steroid products, it was popularly used in dermatology. In fact, some of the best reading I did on, on GA, on the GA cream, was from um, older dermatological papers and journals. Now, it's not a product that's readily available, but I, years ago, decided to have the thing manufactured for my own clinical use and it has worked wonders as an alternative in many cases to steroid creams. So what I'm going to do, because you have rung the program, um, if you hang on after we finish our conversation, the producer will take your name and address, and I will happily have arranged to be sent to you 
a jar of my famous GA cream, which you can try, which will not thin the skin and which should be able to ease the itch, the rash, these residual symptoms for you. The GA cream for, how can I call it, the milder, more chronic levels of dermatitis is a very useful option, and I say that to listeners generally. And the GA cream is available for my rooms at, uh, at New Lampton, 39 Elmer Road. But in your case, let me emphasise again, because you've contacted us, had an interest in the program, I'm going to make sure that a jar of that cream is sent to you. All right, good on you, Ron. Hold on the line there, and our Sally will get your details in just a moment. Just like Ron did, you can be part of the program, 49216216. Joining us right now from Newcastle, Paul, good afternoon. How are you doing? Good afternoon. Hello, Dave. You enjoy your holidays? How are you, Paul? Good, good. Good. Listen, mate, mm. I'm in disease. It's mm. gout, of course. Yes. You... I, I just want to tell, uh, speak my words over the radio. Yes. I take cherry juice, concentrate cherry juice. Yes. And it works wonders, man. I, 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 I would... Uh, <laughs> I would be the first to agree with that. You've probably heard me talk about cherry and yes, cherry I juice have. on the radio. In fact, uh, people were sceptical initially, but I had the uh, pleasure of treating a gentleman at my rooms at New Lambton who had one of the worst cases of gout that I had seen, which had proven yes. to be unresponsive, interestingly, to the conventional medicine that had been prescribed. And I put him onto a preparation called Gout Fighter, which is an encapsulated product produced by the, uh, a company called Nature Sunshine, and it contains, just as you have said, it contains a concentrated extract of, of cherry. And the gentleman was so overwhelmed with the result that he was still able to do his trip to Indonesia, uh, symptom-free, came back symptom-free, and as far as I know, refuses to go off that preparation because of the, the way in which it's helped his gout. So good on you. I, I'm, I'm glad you rang up because, again, sometimes people think that when I mention some of these remedies that it's a little bit too simplistic. But I challenge anyone, uh, subsequent to your call, to get onto the net and look up cherries and cherry juice in the context of managing gout, and any scepticism they have will be dissipated. It works. You can testify to it. Good on you, Paul. Thank you so much for sharing that with us today. Now, just a quick question for yeah, you. Yeah. Gout. Yes. Can you get it in the arm? Because my friend yeah, Kev Killaway, yeah. I think he's got yeah. it in the arm. <laughs> is, is it bad in the arm? Well, you, you can get it. <laughs> it can happen anywhere. It can happen on your elbows. It can yes. happen on your toes. This is him. Yeah, the tip, is it? I'm oh, concerned dear. he's got it in the arms. Really? And the el- he's always raising the... Well, you, you want to buy him some, some cherry juice. I'd like to see him fighter. come and get a consultation from you, oh, really. You'd have, have to pay a lot. He could tell you about the, the arm and, and the troubles he's having with it, but I I think I kind of diagnosed it. I said you could have some gout there because he there has you go. ten minutes on my program and you're a qualified therapist. Well, well done, Dave. I'm not I'm not a specialist, but I'll take a look at it. Uh, so he's, uh, oh, listeners, what do you do with this he, guy? So Kev, I think it's gout in the arm. If you need, come and see Dennis Stewart. He's happy to talk to you about that. It'll cost you. Right. 49216216. I'd like to continue talking about how fish is doing this wonderful fight for us against heart disease. Look, it's an interesting topic. And as I said, I refreshed my knowledge on fish, fish oils, on my trip to to Cairns and back. Way back in the 1970s, some interest was shown in the fact that Eskimos that live entirely Mm. on fat were in fact relatively, in fact overwhelmingly, free of heart disease. And this was paradoxical because we were being told 
that fats were associated with heart disease. What they found, however, was that the fat that was being, or the fat that was being ingested by the es- Eskimo was fat that was entirely derived from fatty fish. And on investigation, they found that the fatty fish contained a group of substances called omega-3 fatty acids. And that started the ball rolling for a whole worldwide medical and scientific analysis of the way in which omega-3 fatty acids from fish can be shown to be, categorically shown to be useful in preventing particularly coronary heart disease. Do we know how it helps? Um, It works in a number of ways. Mm -hmm. Um, There is an expected progressive reduction in cholesterol levels. Uh, There is also a mild, mild antiplatelet aggregating effect. That means it tends to lessen uh, clotting within the system. And it also has an anti-inflammatory potential. So you can put those all together, and there's a, there's a partial explanation. But, but research in clinical trials has overwhelmingly demonstrated that if an individual wants to do something positive in their diet to work against coronary heart disease in particular, the regular eating, the regular eating of fatty fish, and by regular eating, we're not talking about... Um, a lot of fish. If you're, what are you suggesting? Maybe well, a meal once or twice well, a week or something. What they're or? saying here is in the in the um, the Americans um, did research on this, and in the Lancet years ago, uh, recommendations were made to say that um, if you wanted to eat fish preventatively, and if you haven't got heart disease, that is um, eating too decent servings per week okay. of fatty fish is shown to be very, very likely to be preventative. And if you have a heart disease or if you have heart disease, uh, accelerating that and taking ideally, in my opinion, ideally about six capsules of fish oil per day, which would give you a significant level of those essential fatty acids. Okay. So. If you haven't got heart disease, let me say it again. The recommendation of this text is that I'm reading from, and this is the recommendation of the American um, Heart Foundation, if you don't have heart disease but you're wanting to help resist it, eating at least two servings of fatty fish per week is considered to be very, very useful. If you have heart disease, the recommendation of the American Heart Foundation is that you get at least one gram of what are called EPAs, which would equate to about six 1,000 milligram capsules of fish oil per day. Okay. So there's some useful information. But after reading this and refreshing myself, I've always been a fan of fish and fish supplements. Mm. In fact, for years after this program, I have gone from here straight away to the co-op at Wickham and stocked up on fish. I'm a fanatic on this. But after refreshing myself on this knowledge, it has confirmed my view that if we're not using fish, if we're not using fish oil supplements, we're missing out on a potentially great agent in resisting cardiovascular disease and helping its reassertion. On the line with us right now from Medford, Ian. Good afternoon, Ian. You'd like to talk about fish oil supplements and that? Yeah, good afternoon. Good afternoon, uh, Dennis. Hello, Ian. Uh, 
G'day, mate. Mate, I'd just like to ask you the, the strength with um, this sort of supplements. You know, I used to work on the toilets, and I used to see through joys being a big part of my life. Yes, yes. But I work, work, work in the mines now. Yes, yes. And I was just wondering, the, the, uh, are the fish oils and the krill oils and that, are they um, uh, as good as, say, uh, fish supplements? Okay. Look, what I would say is this. Wherever possible, get your uh, nutritional uh, support, if you like, from food. Always yeah, food is yeah. your best medicine. But Australians, unfortunately, are not great fish food eaters. But in the case of myself, I would have about at least four to five fish meals per week. And yeah, therefore, yeah, yeah. therefore, technically speaking, I probably wouldn't need to take fish oil supplements. However, at my stage in life, uh, to address other factors, I also... Uh, to cover my bases, so to speak, supplement my diet with fish oil capsules, and I take six by 1,000 milligram fish oil capsules per day. Now, that is to suit my health profile and my health needs at this stage. I would go back to the point and say, if I, if I were a younger man um, and not fighting against the ravages of ageing, I, well. I would probably get by with, with the... The emphasis on, on eating fish, as you have done all your life. But if yeah. you are wanting to use a fish more preventatively and therapeutically in addressing perhaps the onset of inflammatory joint disease, then I would think it would be wiser. My opinion would be that you should begin to think about supplementing more directly with fish oil capsules which contain guaranteed levels of the omega-3 fatty acids, and hence I take 6 by 1,000 milligram capsules of fish oil daily, and as well as that, as I said, uh, I would eat at least four to five fish meals per week. Fish meals per week. Yes, I was just ask, uh, wondering, mate, I know you sort of um, work around different uh, uh, alternatives with medicines and, and, and herbs and whatnot. Yes. Mate, I was just wondering, this is coming back, like I'm only 49, this yes. is going back sort of 15, 20 years ago, and I'll be straight out and honest with you. Have you heard or had anything to do with abalone blood? No, no. Look, I haven't, mate. I'm, I'm interested in it, but I haven't heard anything about it. Well, abalone blood is like a light blue tint. Okay. And it's, 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 when you take it, you take sort of virtually like a a small nip glass, uh-huh. maybe two thirds of a nip glass, and it just tastes like normal salty water. It's like you're taking a mouth mouth of uh, uh, sea water. Okay. Now, for acne, uh, inflammatory things, this is this is, this is talking to me. Brought down through an Aboriginal family that I worked with and um, fished with uh, many, many, many years. Okay. And I was just wondering, maybe, in, uh, you know, as you, you sort of, if you gain medicine, it's something you'll never give away. Yes. But maybe you could look into it and um, maybe you could see, um, and so the other tracks, I know you do so much with herbs and honey mm-hmm. and whatnot, but um, as on the, um, that sort of things, on the seafood sort of things, abalone blood, mate. You just right. extract it with a needle straight from okay. it, it doesn't kill the I'll do a little bit of research on it and uh, I'm fascinated in it. There are so many possibilities, of course, for medicine in, in uh, natural sources. So I take seriously what you have said and I will look into it and uh, down the track, what, what I find out, I'll present on the program. Now we've got Bruce waiting patiently for us at Mayfield. Good afternoon, Bruce. How are you going? Hello, Bruce. Hi, Dennis. Um, how are you going? I'm well indeed. How are you? 
Not too bad. Good. I just want to talk to you. I just got back from Germany about a year, a year and a half yes, ago, yes. and I had Lyme's disease. Yes. And I went over there for uh, <laughs> for treatment and had this uh, like a hydrobaric uh, uh, treatment done, where they placed about a hundred lamps over the top of me and heated my body to forty two point nine degrees temperatures. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your? Uh, and then when I came back and they prescribed all these uh, vit- uh, vitamins to me, like. Things I've had to send away, like a vitamin called NAC, that I couldn't. It was very hard to find here in uh, Newcastle. Yes, look, um, for the sake of listeners, Lyme's disease is a very controversial disease. Yeah, I found uh, that out. And um, in Australia, I'm not even sure that it's been accepted as a condition that's that's latent here. Um, all I would say is, uh, and I say this quite honestly. Probably my second last patient in Newcastle, in, in New Lambton yesterday, was a lady who assured me she would have spent uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars on trying to uh, address Lyme's disease, the symptoms of it, and her experience of it. And she was on a mountain of supplements, and I kid you not. Um, I'm not sure that she had been to Germany. I don't think she was. Now, with all of that, um, I prescribed a preparation for her, um, and according to her yesterday, that preparation, and it's best for me not to mention it on, on, on air because I don't want this to be put out as a cure-all for limes. That would be going over the top. I treated this lady for the symptoms that she was experiencing from Lyme's disease, and according to her yesterday, uh, what I prescribed uh, has done more for her in retrieving her symptoms, getting over the symptoms of Lyme's disease, than the hundreds of thousands of dollars she had spent on numerous supplements. What I would suggest you do, and again I say this because I don't want on the program people to say, oh, Dennis Stewart's got a a cure for Lyme's disease. I haven't. I helped a lady uh, with Lyme's disease who fortunately, in your case, for you, was in my rooms but yesterday and vouched for the benefit of a preparation that I prescribed essentially to address her immunity. What I'm going to suggest in your case is you send a stamp-addressed envelope to my rooms at 39 Alma Road, New Lambton, and I'll communicate to you personally what I prescribed that helped this lady that told me, quite honestly, that she had spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in trying to overcome this controversial condition. I didn't treat her Lyme's disease I treated the symptoms that she presented with, which she, which she said uh, were associated with her contraction of Lyme's disease. We've got Marion with us now from Edgeworth. Hello, Marion. Hi, Dennis. How are you? I'm well, indeed. How are you? I'm very well, thank good, you. Good. I just wonder, I bought some of your psoriasis cream for a friend of mine in Queensland oh, yes. about a month ago. Yes. What was the name and, of it? Oh, what is your CO... GA G- 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 yeah, G- cream, yeah, 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 G- cream, yeah. Yes, yes. Anyway, uh, she has just had wonderful results. She, I was talking to her the other night, and she said I can run my arm, hand down my arm, and it just feels like ordinary skin now. Oh, isn't that good? Yeah, what, so was the, uh, as I explained to listeners earlier, the GA cream, um, unfortunately, is not a retail product because um, steroid creams took over from it years ago, but it still has a magic role to play. In yeah. chronic skin conditions, it's based on the licorice extract. And my GA creams, there are two of them. One is the GA cream normally, which is used for dermatitis expert conditions. And the other one is called GA compound, which contains a little bit of pine tar. Both of those are the backbone 
of my topical application prescribing for skin conditions. So I'm not surprised that your friend in Queensland got results from the yes. GA cream, and uh, and I really appreciate you ringing in. It gives me great encouragement when people contact us and and tell me that uh, what I've worked for for so many years is not quackery. It really does work. No, well, yeah, she was just over the moon, you know. Oh, she's going lovely? overseas, okay. uh, and she said, you know, she looks horrible. People look at her, you know, with these horrible yeah, marks yeah, on her, you know, yeah. and she said it's just going to be so nice to go without having all that horrible-looking skin on her, Wasn't you know? that lovely? Isn't that lovely? Tell her we'd like a photograph. All right. <laughs> All right. Okay, we'll get it to do that. That'll be lovely. Thank you for ringing. Okay, thanks, Dennis. Good, thank Bye. You. Good afternoon to Joe from Sawyer's Gully. Hello, Joe. Hi, how you doing? I'm well indeed. How are you? Too bad. Um, a couple of things. Um, with your cream that you were just talking about yes, with that cork, yes, can we yes. just get that from one of your um, because, be, because it is a product that I dispense yes. uh, for my patients and clients. Yep. It is not a retail product, but it can always be uh, got or dispensed from my rooms yep. at 39 Alma Road, New Lambton, which are open on Mondays, Thursdays and Friday. Right. And what about the Cessnock one? Uh, I, I, I practice in Cessnock uh, every second Tuesday of the month okay. at Bowen's Natural Therapy Centre. Not a problem. Now, my question was about yes. fish oil. Yes. I have been on fish oil supplements for a long time yes. for my arthritis, yes. stuff, which works really well. Yes. I've gone from fish oil, then I went to krill oil, yes. and now I'm on golden calamari. Is there any difference? I take, um, I'll answer that by saying I take six by 1,000 milligram capsules of fish oil per yeah. day and have yeah. done that for years, and I see in my situation the benefits of that, and I will not be departing from using right. six by 1,000 milligrams of simple fish oil capsules. Right. Well, on mine, it's, it's a 1,000 milligram, but it says it's got more omega-3 than fish or krill combined. Um, again, I reduce it to, to simples and say that I take an over-the-counter preparation yep. of fish oil, 1,000 yep. milligram capsules, um, six of them per day, um, they've helped me for years. Yeah. Um, there may be uh, some may be better than others. Um, I'm not going to comment on that. But I just take a simple over-the-counter fish oil capsule with a thousand milligrams in it, and I take six a day. Would you like to talk to Dennis Stewart? You can call through right away, and you'll get through straight away. Four nine two one six two one six here at two in your RFM at Tanilba. Julia, how are you today? Fine, thank you. How are you? Hello, Julia. How can we help you? Oh, hello. Um, yes, Dennis. Um, I've start, recently started on some turmeric for um, um, bursitis on yes. my, in my right hip. Yes. And I'm, I'm just asking about some contraindications. Is there okay. anything I should be aware now, of? are you using turmeric or curcumin? Oh, curcumin, yes. Okay. I'll just explain the difference to listeners. Yes. Uh, turmeric is a herb and yep. it, is, it is the basis of curry, as you probably know. Yep. Now, sometimes when it's taken... In, in that form, as a, as a component of curry, it will, in some cases, irritate the gut wall. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you take curcumin, curcumin is the active principle or one of the active principles or probably the major active principle extracted from turmeric because to get an anti-inflammatory benefit from turmeric itself would require you to take a mountain of turmeric in right. order in order to get an anti-inflammatory benefit. When you extract the active, you're able to take the active in a therapeutic dose, bypassing the mountain of turmeric, 
and still get a therapeutic benefit. Now, I have not had any uh, adverse feedback in my clinical prescribing of curcumin, and I've prescribed a lot of it. In every case, however, there is the potential for an adverse reaction. And um, the best thing to do is, if you are concerned about it, to note what other medications you may take or mm-hmm. may be taking mm-hmm. um, because there is a possibility that the curcumin along with other herbal substances could interact with things like uh, blood thinners, uh, could interact with other anti-inflammatory medication. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not seen too much evidence of that, but if you are concerned about it, the best bet would be to go to your pharmacist and say, look, I'm taking curcumin, and Dennis suggested that I bring the other medications that I'm taking Uh, to you to see if there is anything on the computer that indicates a contraindication for it. Right. Now, the only other things I'm on is uh, krill oil, um, some caltrate and a multivitamin. I don't take any of the other things. Well, I would not see any possibility of there being a reaction. But again, let me emphasise to listeners generally, simply because the thing is natural, that doesn't mean that it hasn't the potential for a reaction or an adversity. Everyone can react to any substance, natural or pharmaceutical. These are called idiopathic reactions. It's wrong, as some people say, or it's natural, therefore it can't do me harm. Natural can kill. And even simple natural products, in some cases, in some people, can have an adverse reaction. But that is very rare, and that is why government has permitted things like curcumin to be sold and marketed over the counter without a prescription from your GP. So I would say in your case, my opinion would be that it would be remote, that there could be any interactions with what you're taking, and I'd be surprised if there was any reaction or adversity to you. Okay, we are taking your calls on 49216216 within a Stewart's program. Hello, who's calling? Hi, it's Kate from Lambton. Hello, Kate. Nice to have you with us. What would you like to talk to Dennis about? Um, polycosinol. Hello, Kate. Yes, I, I know a little bit about polycosinol. Uh, the reason I'm asking mm. about it is because I've tried bergamot after yeah. I went off a statin yes. last November. Yes. yes, The bergamot didn't work for me. Yes. In yes. fact, my cholesterol went up. What, what level was your cholesterol that led to your doctor prescribing a statin? was on it for years and it, it was about um, 5.1 it was Is and that... I was sick of the side effects okay. um, and I just said to him last November I want to get off it I want to try something natural he said okay, okay. I tried the bergamot for six months and it went up to 6.9. Okay. Now, the good thing about it is um, if it went to 6.9, in my opinion, there is still the possibility that other substances, perhaps with a better track record, um, may be useful in bringing it down to below the 5.5. Let me ask you a question. Have you had any major heart surgery? No. And you've not had a heart attack? No, I've had atrial fibrillation. Okay. Now, the reason your doctor has you or has you on a, on a statin is that with atrial fibrillation, we're, there's always the, the worry that, that clotting could occur. Yes. And so you've, that's the reason why your doctor legitimately and rightly so wants to keep your cholesterol lower to lessen the likelihood of that occurring. What I suggest you discuss with your doctor is using a prescription medication that's not a statin and he can script it for you and that's called Ezetrol. Okay. E-Z-E-T-R-O-L, Ezetrol. Right. Now, he can script that, and many of my clients 
I've recommended to go on to Ezetrol, who have not done well on natural alternatives, who need to be on a pharmaceutical form of uh, cholesterol lowering, and Ezetrol has helped them. Discuss that with your GP. Ezetrol. Yeah, Ezetrol. Are there side effects that I could expect? Uh, Look, there are always side effects, even with some natural things, but it's unlikely that you will get the side effects that a statin sometimes has on people, particularly the myopathy uh, side effects that statins can bring about. I'd give that a try. Outside of that, substances known as phytosterols in preparations um, like uh, cholesterol manager is a product that's put out uh, over the counter. It is based on what are called phytosterols. They have a reliable track record in addressing moderately elevated levels of cholesterol. But in your case, I would talk to your doctor about going on to Ezetrol. And our last call of the day right now is Jess from Canwell. Good afternoon. Hi there, how are you? I'm well, Jess. How can we help you? Good. Okay. Um, what my... I have a... I feel that I have a solution to my problem, but I want to know why uh, fish oil and B vitamins have minimised my depression um, as opposed to over-the-counter Uh Minimise your depression. I will not comment on depression because depression is depression. But if you're doing well, I would think I would think it would be more likely to be associated with the B vitamins rather than the fish oils you're taking. Okay. So good luck with that, Jess. Thank you so much for giving us a call. Only a couple of minutes left to go. I would like to just finish up with what you've been talking about today, the omega-3 uh, yep, acids, fatty yep, acids, yep, yep. and fish, yep. and your encouragement for us to try and get more fish into our diet or at least get onto those tablets. I think so. I think the evidence is there, and this is why I challenge listeners to get on the net, punch in fish oils and heart disease, and to see the one we've been talking about, even though we've spoken very popularly today about it, has a, a credible medical and scientific basis. I, my opinion is, if we're not including fish in our diet, or alternatively, if we're not seriously using fish oils, we may be missing out on a real opportunity to lower the possibility of major cardiovascular disease, even coronary heart disease. There would be few GPs in the town, I suspect, that would not agree with our discussion today. That is very encouraging. And, of course, you did that research on your way up to Queensland I from did. that book. Can you give us the yes, name look, of that book again the, and the, the authors? The name of the book, for those that hang on what I mentioned, the name of the book is entitled Alternative Cures That Really Work. I'll say it again, Alternative Cures That Really Work, uh, written by two American health professionals, Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and Barry Fox, PhD. We will leave uh, this on the website. Details of that, we'll have that on the website and also at our front desk at reception should you call yep, and you'd like yep. to know further. Thank great. you for today, Dennis. Very good program, Dave. Only you can do it. Always good to have you here with us, and you will be back next Friday from midday. We look forward to that. Health Naturally with Dennis Stewart here at 2NURFM.